Hello. Welcome. Happy Groundhog Day, folks. Welcome to Nothing But Airtime. We are a pro groundhog show. We want the groundhog to see a shadow or whatever. I don't know if it's see a shadow, see less weeks of winter, see don't see a shadow, see more weeks of winter. I'm not familiar with the groundhogs. I don't fancy myself in rodents. I fancy myself in sports, and that's what we're here for you today. Welcome to Nothing But Airtime on the Nothing But Channel on Dash Radio. Today, one of the coolest athletes is going to the Super Bowl. So I felt obligated to give our subjective top 25 coolest athletes in the world right now. On top of that, per usual, we have the round ball recap. Tinder takes, getting into the dunk contest participants, who I wanted to see in. Everyone's favorite meme comes back, the meme that's hot in the streets, Goots. Goots or no Goots for reviewing the Royal Rumble, previewing some of the Mania storylines. And of course, Hump Day Hoopers, Hater Wednesday to close out the show. All this is brought to you by BetUS. BetUS is an A-rated sports book. And if you want to win some money, BetUS has you covered with casino games, horse racing, or just some good old-fashioned sports gambling. It's our preferred way of winning money here at Nothing But Airtime. Should be yours as well. So go to betus.com.pa, enter my promo code AIRTIME, that's A-I-R-T-I-M-E. You'll get a 100% bonus to go win some money. Tail my picks on our Twitter page and win money with me. All right, folks. Happy Groundhog's Day. Huge show. Play that music. Welcome to another edition of the Round Ball Recap, Week 4. We start in Golden State, where the All-Star game is getting wiggy with it, as small forward Andrew Wiggins is an All-Star starter. Huh? In Philly, don't y'all wish your star guard was hot like Moran? Don't y'all wish your star guard was fun like Moran? Don't y'all? Don't y'all? John Morant put on a show Monday night, but it was really Tyrese Maxipad who stopped the bleeding and put up 33 in an impressive win for Philadelphia. And it's been really sunny out in Philadelphia as they are winners of five in a row. And Joel Embiid saw his dream girl impregnated and felt he needed to win the Eastern Conference Player of the Week award ASAP. Rocky, that is. Out West, imagine thinking you are tougher than the Suns. The freaking Suns, who are winners of 10 in a row, and Cliff Paul's twin brother was like a good neighbor all week. CP3 was there as he went on to win Western Conference Player of the Week. And on the losing side of things, there will be no sleep till... Brooklyn wins a game as they're heading into Phoenix Tuesday night as they're losers of four in a row. And rounding out the week's round ball recap, the Denver Nuggets have struck gold, winning four in a row, one against the Bucks in Milwaukee, and those Warriors are in a golden state of mind as they're up to six in a row heading into Tuesday night. That rounds out the round ball recap. Now back to your regular scheduled programming. Boy, does that always get the juices flowing. Round ball recap starting off the show gets me in the mood to get going. Hopefully gets the groundhog in the mood to see the shadow. Once again, not a rodent show. I don't even know if a groundhog is a rodent, but I need less weeks of winter. Anyways, welcome back to Nothing But Airtime. Gotta cool myself off, right? Nobody is cooler in the world right now than Joe Shiesty. Joe Burr. Joe Burrow, baby. A lot of cool athletes in the world, but Joe Shiesty is going to the Super Bowl. So it's time to sort it all out. You see the title, let's get right into it. The top 25, objectively, this is not an opinion. These are objectively cool athletes. Top 25 of them, let's go. And starting at number 25, I have to fulfill the quota. 
of giving you a hockey player. Not too many are cool, but Connor McDavid is just nice. He's one of the few ice jockeys that I'm familiar with, but he holds a record for the highest percentage of goals scored or assisted on in a season, and that was last year. He's the youngest captain in history and made his NHL debut at 18. Pretty cool guy, if you ask me. Connor McDavid, 25th on the list. At 24, Nikola Jokic. He's not flashy. He's not marketable. He's not the superstar in the league. But what Jokic does to you is gives you 40-point triple-double, and then he's going to McDonald's to house two Big Macs after the game. And I have to respect that. I have to. Add in the psychotic brothers that might tie bricks to your feet if you don't respect it. All right. Jokic's brother's right behind me. He has to be on this list. Nicola's very cool. I, I promise you, Nicola's very cool. You can't see me, but I'm patting the big man on his chest. Nikola Jokic is very cool. He's top 25. Definitely not a top 10 cool guy, but a cool player nonetheless. I love watching him play, so Jokic at 24. Number 23, we're going to venture into a world that I'm not very familiar with. I know I speak about WWE sometimes, but I'm not familiar with the UFC. But I do know one name, and that's Kamaru Usman. Let's give that champ some recognition. He's the current UFC champion, only has one loss in his career. And part of being cool is just having a sick nickname. I mean, you remember AI was the answer. Paul Pierce, the truth. KG, Kevin Garnett, Greek Freak. All those guys are cool. MJ, his Aaronist, Michael Jordan. My, like, all those guys are cool. Kamaru Usman's nickname is the Nigerian Nightmare. Imagine wanting to line up in the octagon with the Nigerian nightmare. No, thank you. Objectively cool guy. 23 for my man, the Nigerian nightmare. He's also behind me. He might break my arm if he wasn't on the list. Number 22. I'm going to get an NFL player on the board. And we're going to go to the NFC champion. I really wanted to give my man Stafford some love. I'm a Detroit Lions guy. But we have to go to the man that trains with literal knives. Aaron Donald is definitely one of the 25 coolest athletes in the world. And if you don't believe me, go watch 20 minutes of just him running over offensive linemen and eating opposing quarterbacks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Aaron Donald, his training regimen, how jacked he is, and and the fact that he just trains with knives, and he's just sick on a football field. Yeah, 22 Aaron Donald, pretty comfortable. I wish I could have him higher. You'll see, I got a run on one sport that I wasn't expecting. 21... Another sport I'm not very familiar with, but we're going into was once where you could find the kings of cool, like Ali, like Frazier, like Mike Tyson. We're going to boxing. And I got to go with the man, the Nikola Jokic of boxing. He doesn't look like he should be a champion, but he is, and he has won many matches convincingly on several occasions. Tyson Fury checks in at the top 25 list. He should not look like he's going to knock you out, but Tyson Fury's got hands, man. Uh, he's at 21 for me, Tyson Fury. At 20, the man that can heat up without putting the ball on the floor once. The man who is over like Grover in all fan bases. You'll never hear a NBA fan talk bad about Klay Thompson. He is objectively cool in every fan base. He checks in at 20. I wish I could have him higher. But much like Joker, he's not the most marketable. He's not going to leave you the best highlight reel. But he's just a bucket getter. And that's what... the Getting buckets is cool. So, Clay Thompson at number 20. At number 19, we're going to go into the world of college. She's in the WNBA now, 
But a woman who hit back-to-back buzzer beaters for the Fighting Irish, Arika Agumbawale, checks in in the top 25 and very well deserving. She cracks the cool. She has arguably the two biggest moments in all of women's March Madness. All of March Madness, I'll say. When you hit two buzzer beaters, one in the Final Four, one in the championship, you're cool. I don't care if you go home and read comic books. You're still cool. You performed on the biggest stage, in my eyes. Arike Gumbuale, welcome to the list. And, and another, I, I spoke to having a nickname, having big moments like a Gumbawale, nickname like the Nigerian Nightmare. A good way to crack the cool athlete list for me is possessing a good nickname, a highlight reel, being over with the fans, or a solid celebration. You hit a three, big celebration. You hit a homer, big celebration. In football, nobody right now has a better ce- uh, celebration than the gritty. So at 18, I have Justin Jefferson. He's probably one of the best young receivers in the game. Top five on the list, maybe. Determines on who you ask. And on the anti-cool list, my number one is Adam Schefter for plenty of reasons. One, the Tom Brady stuff. But one being he tore his ACL trying to do the gritty. So shout out Justin Jefferson. Bringing the gritty to the NFL. Jefferson cracking in the list at 18. Not a shout out to Shefty. Shefty is, we are an anti-Shefty show. We are an anti-Rodin show. We are an anti some. We'll, we'll continue. We're an anti couples on Valentine's Day show. We'll preview to the Hater Wednesday. But back into the cool list, seventeen. This is the sport that I did not expect to have so many cool players. Baseball is in such a good spot if the CBA and ownership was just not mental. Seventeen. We're going to go with our first baseball player, Juan Soto. He takes the pitches, he grabs his nuts, he stares at the pitchers. He's already a World Series champ. He's got a batting title. And dude's only 23. They got rid of Bryce Harper and he filled the hole even better. Love Soto. I love watching him play. He's going to be a beauty to watch play for a very long time. Want Soto at 17. Back to, back to the NBA at 16. And I'm going to one of the big ballers. The dad's not cool, but the son is. LaMelo Ball is a highlight reel waiting to happen. That jersey is cool. That's another way of being cool. You have that white with the green, blue, and purple stripes. With ball on the back. That's hard. He's made the Hornets fun to watch. He's well on his way to becoming one of the best cards in the NBA. He's just awesome. He's really awesome. To lie. Just watching him gives your heart full. He's past first point guard, but not afraid to put somebody on on a poster. He's not afraid to cross somebody up. So I'm a big fan of LaMelo Ball. Those Hornets teams were always fun with like Muggsy and Alonzo Mourning, Glenn Rice, Grandma Ma Johnson. Now we're starting to see that with LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier. Maybe we'll see them make the playoffs here this year. I don't know, but LaMelo Ball, objectively cool, objectively on the list at 16. Like I said, MLB was the one I was shocked. But man, is it just filled with a lot of cool young stars. And Mookie Betts is one of those cool stars. He's not so much young, he's coming up on 30 here. But he needs a spot on the list. I mean, you're talking about a guy that has bowled a perfect game. He showed off skills on the gridiron. He's a two-time World Series champ. He's an MVP. I wish I could have put him higher. He's Hall of Fame cool, don't get me wrong. But I don't know if he's cooler than the next guy. And this next guy's got a lot of ground to make up on Mookie. But I'm just talking right now. 
Anthony Edwards is cooler than Mookie Betts. Anthony Edwards is my number 14 on the list. He looks to dunk on everybody. He talks well upon his teammates. He was in a interview the other day saying in the next five years he thinks he can be an MVP, lead a team to the finals. And you know what? He says all that, and he's averaging 23 a game on solid efficiency. He's backing all that up. That's cool whether or not he reaches it because having that confidence, I just like hearing that in players. You're the best player in the world. You're paid to be the best player in the world. Anthony Edwards believes it every night out. That's cool to me. Anthony Edwards, number 14. Number 13, we here at Nothing But Airtime recognize coolness can come from any and all sports. Golf gets its shine here at 13. I think Brooks Kepka is very cool. I, I'm a object like listen to his interviews on part of my take. He gets in with the Blake stuff and his beef with DeChambeau is awesome. His rapport with fans is awesome. He just gets it. He gets that the golfers can have that rapport with fans. He can do all that stuff on the interview. People see him out live. They call him Blake. It's just Brooks Kepka 13. Never, nobody's ever going to be cooler than Tiger when it comes to golf, but Brooks Kapka is definitely going to be top two or three at the end of the day. Number 12, Joel Embiid. He's got the Twitter presence. He's hitting on Rihanna, and, and he's been in those MVP conversations a couple times now. He's an all-time smack talker, all-time troll when it comes to the internet. Talking about marketability, I feel like I see him in a whole lot of Hulu ads and all those different ads. So does Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield's nowhere near as Joel Embiid. Baker Mayfield is not cracking this list even. So don't even think about telling me he's an honorable mention either. That guy is not cool. He stinks and he's not a good dancer. Joel Embiid is cool. He does not stink and he's a very good dancer. No one is more marketable than Joel right now. Talk to Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, I see him in every Mountain Dew commercial. But at number 11, a man that's not in too many commercials, uh, a man that is a little bit more hated on by a lot of NBA fans. He's given off some serious heel energy. It's the man who upset the Sixers and shushed the entire New York fan base. Trey Young, he knows he's the heel. He relishes in it. He gives it off and then some. He don't look the part, but my goodness, does he act like he's the best NBA point guard every night he plays. And then when he's doing the burst because his nickname's Ice Train, he's shivering because he's cold after he's draining deep threes. That's cool. That's cool. Trey Young at 11. So now, I know what you guys are probably thinking. There's a couple of names you want to see. Well, we're getting into the top 10, and this is where it came down to more than just being cool. I had to I had to look at some of the winning, too, because these guys are all very cool. All very cool. And at number 10, talking about someone that's very cool, hasn't had much winning, though, at playoff-wise. We're going to Baltimore. We're going to football. Lamar Jackson, his highlight reel, he's got confidence. He's telling John Harbaugh that he wants to go for it on fourth down in the biggest situation in the regular season as the Chiefs. He wants the ball all the time. He got the pick of him in the shades. He's got stellar agility. He's got like a almost like a Vic-esque highlight reel. That's cool. That's Kids like that. His jersey sales are high. Kids like Lamar. I like Lamar. Lamar at 10. At 9, I got Devin Booker. Devin Booker, he's with the Jenner. He's young. He's cool. 
He's driving all the different types of expensive cars in the playoffs last year. The meme of him laying on the ground after burying a shot of over Paul George, he's dropped 70. He's got that kind of Mamba mentality when you watch him play. All of it is very, very cool. Very much in on Devin Booker. But I couldn't have him higher than some of these guys, so I have him at nine. Because at number eight, when you're an Olympic athlete and you get to represent your country, that's a blessing. And it's also very, very cool. But what Simone Biles has done, outside of not even representing her country, just in the world of gymnastics, breaking records, doing the triple flip with Tick McTwisties, I don't know what they're called. She, she doesn't even know what they're called. A lot of gymnastics judges don't know what they're called. She's made, she's broken records. She's made new moves named after her. That's cool. And then on top of that, she's advocating for mental health. She is a role model to... Every gymnastics girl, every girl that does gymnastics right now, and she watched and she's advocating that, hey, I didn't feel good, I can't do it for the Olympics, but I'm gonna be there for my team. So not only is she cool on the floor, on the beam, on the bars, on the vault, she's cool as a teammate, she's cool as a person, and that's what we need more, folks. Simone Biles at number eight. I wanted to get her higher, but I got some personal biases for fandom for hire as well. But I'm a big fan of Simone Biles. She definitely deserves a spot on this list. At number seven, I got Giannis. The Greek freak is driving to Chick-fil-A and ordering 50 nuggets like like he's a commoner with the NBA championship trophy. He's tweeting about corn dogs. He's tweeting about movies. He's, He's gained fame and he's relishing in it. Posting pictures of his daughters. He needs loyal. He's loyal to the Bucks. For the first time ever, we had a super duper megastar that stayed. Not a first time ever, I shouldn't say that, but when you're looking at guys like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, he could be on par with those guys. And both those guys left their teams that drafted him. Giannis didn't. And that's cool to me. And you know what he did? He won the championship after he signed that big contract. A lot of guys get that money and say, you know what? I'm going to cash out. I'll be 80% of myself. Giannis won a championship. That is cool. Like I said, personal bias, but that is cool. That is really cool. At number six, there was a time before another man on this list where Tim Anderson was the coolest shortstop in all of MLB. He had the all-black unis, the bat flips, the south side. He could pick it at the coolest position in all baseball, and he was clutch. It took him a lot. It took me a lot of my power not to have him top five. Tim Anderson at six probably has an argument over the next guy, but the next guy's team just won a World Series and, and he's breaking records. I have a Ronald Acuna Jr. at five. There's a video out right now. Just Twitter search Ronald Acuna Jr. and go to videos. He is in a cage, and the sound that that ball makes off the bat. Is different. I can't explain it to you. You just have to go listen for yourself. If you are a baseball fan, you'll know it's different. And his team just won a championship without him. And they're just getting him back? Another part of him that's downright, he's got the smile. He's got marketability. And it's the fact that he leads off games. He steals bases. And you know that if he gets on base in the first inning, you're probably going to give up a run. 
He's going to be the face of baseball or one of the faces for baseball for a long time. And with good reason, Ronald Acuna Jr., top five cool. He is top five cool. But he's not cooler than Fernando Tatis Jr. He is not cooler than Fernando Tatis Jr. He's at four for me. He's got the bat flips, the dreads, the jerseys. His dad played in the league. In his first full year, he had 42 bombs. And it's at the shortstop position. Everybody's eyes are on him. It helps when you have a, a good announcer. You look at all those times, the Derrick Rose years, the Jimmy Butler years with the Bulls. You had Stacey King calling a lot of Derrick Rose highlights. That makes a highlight reel better than if, I don't know, Joe Schmo was calling a highlight reel in Orlando. Stacey King made Derrick Rose's highlights much cooler. The Padres announcer makes, makes Fernando Tatis Jr.'s highlights much cooler. So it's a group effort here. So he's at four, but it's a group effort, Fernando Tatis, at four. At three, we get out of the baseball run. I mean, my goodness, we had Tim Anderson, Acuna, and Tatis there. But at three, we're back in the NBA. John Moran is an objectively fun player to watch. He plays hard every night. He wants to dunk people through the earth's crust. His highlight reel rivals some of the greats already. And the best part, he's only 22, and he's only going to get better, cooler. And when you're talking about jerseys, I talk about jerseys with LaMelo. A John Morant Vancouver Uni. That's that's heat. That's heat, folks. I think that's what the kids say now. And at number two, as a Burrow believer, I really wanted to put him number one on this list. This is the reason why we're doing the exercise, folks. I didn't know if he was the coolest athlete in the world right now. Turns out he's not. He's got the cigar smoke in the outfits, the Super Bowl run. The belief that he's inspiring his teammates. I mean, the story of the kicker telling Burrow that, hey, we're going to win this game. We're going to the AFC Championship before he even kicked it a 50-yarder. That's awesome. That's coming from Burrow. That is what leaders do. But Joe Scheiste has some work to do before he overtakes number one because number one in the first annual Nothing But Airtime 25 coolest athletes objectively right now is Shohei Otani. I mean, are you kidding me? 46 bombs and 9 wins with a 3.180 RA. Nobody has ever replicated the effect on both sides of the ball in any sport. Add in that he's covering a video game now. That in the video game, your road to the show is based off a two-way because Shohei Otani did it. I'm all in. His jersey's going to be a top seller. And it's scary to think that he's only going to get better. He is only 26, folks. Only 26. I'm hammering the desk because he's just going to be the best player in baseball for a really long time. And I'm really excited about it and hope that the CBA doesn't mess it all up. Smiling through the pain. I know. Anyway, I know baseball, a lot of baseball on the list. But when you're talking about baseball, baseball has the best chance to show that coolness factor, that fun that you're having out. After a dinger, you can pimp it. After a strikeout, you can strut off. And, and all the youth in that sport, you have Otani, Acuna, Tatis, Tim Anderson, Betts, Soto. That, that league is in incredible hands. I'm not, I didn't even get into the Jacob DeGroms or the Bryce Harpers even, the Aaron Nolas. The Tigers have Casey Mize and that Torkelson coming up that, once again, biased. The Yankees have Aaron Judge. There's so much youth in that sport right now. When you're looking at football, you're just getting into some of the youth with guys like Burrow and Lamar on the list. And when you're getting in the NBA... The youth is a lot cooler than the old right now. John Moran appeals to more. Anthony Edwards appeals to more. Giannis appeals to more. So you're getting into that old a little bit with Curry, KD, LeBron. It's kind of stale. Seeing those young guys, seeing like a John Moran, like an Anthony Edwards, come out, be confident every single night. 
it's different. I mean, you used to see that on a brown, but seeing it in somebody new, it's it's just fresh and, and it makes it that much cooler to me, at least. So uh so that was the top twenty-five. Tweet who I missed. I'm sure I missed somebody. Somebody's going to yell at me that Baker's a good dancer. Or somebody's going to tell me that Patrick Mahomes is cool. And I'll say, look at his brother. Anyway, tweet me what you guys think. After the break, the NBA released some very questionable dunk contest participants. And I'm going to yell at them. And I'm going to swipe at them for it. So the NBA did a thing. Gordon here Tuesday released their dunk contest participants and boy oh boy do they absolutely stink out loud so I'm gonna go through the four I'll swipe through what I think of the participants and I'll give some potential guys that I would have liked to see I'll give my four that I would have loved to see in a dunk contest so up first we're gonna start with the actual participants Jalen Green Jalen Green has a ton of bounce. It's a good opportunity to showcase his talent that is not in an NBA game because, truth be told, he has stunk in NBA games. He's been really bad in NBA games. But he's uber athletic. He gives me some Steve Francis vibes in those early 2000s dunk contests. So maybe we catch lightning in a bottle here. I think I like this one more than any one of the other four. So it's a swipe right on Jalen Green for me. Next is Cole Anthony, who I thought was much smaller. I thought Cole Anthony was like five foot ten. It turns out he's six three, but his game is is not dunking to me. He's a scoring point guard, eighteen a game with six assists. He takes a decent number of threes. He's not the athletic dunk on somebody through the rim type deal as like Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs talking about the other Orlando guard. I'd be interested in him. He had a big dunk highlight the other day, but. Either Suggs or Anthony, they're both swipe lefts. I think we can do better than Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony. I think we can do a whole lot better than Juan Toscano Anderson. I know he has a huge, huge signed poster of him dunking on JaVale McGee. But he's an in-game dunker. So is Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin's in the dunk contest. I don't know if I like that either. Both those players are bench guys that have shown some solid highlight reel dunks, but... Give me more of an in-game dunker. Someone that's going to be a little more creative. Those guys are both kind of power dunkers to me, so both are swipe lefts for me, only swiping right on Jalen Green of the original participants. Getting into the participants I would have liked. The snubs are pretty extensive for me. I got six of them. I, I took six names off Twitter that I saw the most in replies to NBA's release and Shams and, and Woj and all the other big NBA accounts. So I took the six I saw the most. One being John Moran on the Grizzlies, Anthony Edwards on the Timberwolves, Miles Bridges of the Hornets, Hamadou Diallo on the Pistons, Javante Green on the Bulls, and Gary Payton the second on the Warriors. Those were the six. So I'm going to start with the man that was third coolest on my top 25 list, John Moran. He's just an absolute swipe up for me. He understands every assignment every night. He knows that the game is for the fans. He's giving kids jerseys, making fun of kids' jerseys who are in Golden State. He wants to be the face. You can just tell. I think he would understand the assignment. He'd give us some creative dunks. And I know he gives a little more in-game dunker vibe, trying to dunk people through the crust. But that's what Zach Levine gave me. And then he came into the dunk contest. He was always a guy I felt that wanted to be an entertainer. 
rocked it in the dunk contest. I feel the same kind of vibes from John Morant, so I'm swiping up on John Morant in the dunk contest. And Anthony Edwards, another guy that was on the cool list, also gives me his old Sam Levine vibes. You know, he would absolutely believe that he can win and he would pull off any sort of dunk he can think of to get that trophy. He would he would be there to win. I feel like these guys in the participant now, Toppin, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Obi Toppin, they are... Uh, Toppin, Juan Toscano Anderson, and Cole Anthony, excuse me. I feel like those guys are just in it because they want to get their faces out there. We should want to see some of the other young stars. Some of the guys that are replacing the LeBrons, the KDs, the Stephs, the Hardens, Anthony Edwards, John Morant. Anthony Edwards gives me those same Levine vibes. He would dunk from the three-point line. I, I think he'd try if you tell him he could win it. I don't think that, that kid just wants to win. So I, I would absolutely love to see him in a dunk contest with Ja. Both those guys get a uh, swipe up from me. Going to Miles Bridges in Charlotte, he kind of gives me similar vibes as like Obi Top and Toscano, in-game power dunkers that could get creative, but I don't think they'd shine, so it's a swipe left for me. Hammy on Detroit, he's done a dunk contest before. He is a super athlete, and I think he could flourish and has flourished, if I believe, in the last dunk contest he was in. So it's a swipe right for me on Hammy. Javante Green is similar to where like he's a like a solid athlete like Hammy, but I, I feel Javante shows more of that dunking in game than Hammy. Hammy gets creative; he's jumping thirteen feet and eight inches in the air. So does Javante Green, but Javante Green does more in game. Hammy's doing it on highlight reels. I feel like so I'm sticking with the swipe right on Hammy, and I'm going left on Javante, and I'm going left on Gary Payton the second, as I think he's an in game dunker as well. Uh, so I think. Moving forward with my impromptu nothing but airtime dunk contest, John Moran, I know you listen every Wednesday. So you told me to be in a hump day hooper a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to tell you, because I got you in there, I'm going to tell you uh, you should do the dunk contest for us. So just a quick note to John Moran, only John Moran. But uh, I think my four would be John Morant, Hamadou Diallo, Anthony Edwards, and Jalen Green. You got some young talent there that's all very athletic, you know, so... I think that'd be a lot of fun, and uh, the NBA, the NBA dunk contest, just feels kind of bad booked, you know. And nobody really knows who Juan Toscano Anderson is, if unless you're like a true basketball fan. No one, you, someone might know Cole Anthony, someone might know Jalen Green, Toppin, I guess a little. But let's get more of the star players out there. I'm tired of seeing role guys. You know, he had the '90s. We had Dominique and Jordan was like highlighted, and Vincent T Mac and. And, and Jason Richardson was out there. He was the star guy on the Warriors with Baron Davis and some of those teams. So, you, you know, Jason Richardson, Anthony Edwards, similar type player. I feel like Anthony Edwards could flourish. I know I keep saying that, but uh, Jason Richardson, Anthony Edwards, the best comparison I've come up with, full disclosure, for a while for Edwards there. But uh, talking about bad booking for the slam dunk contest, let's get into the just atrocious booking of the WWE and get into the new meme segment of Goots or No Goots for the Royal Rumble. And we're going to start where the Royal Rumble opened up with Seth Rollins came coming out to the Shield music. My goodness, that gave me a pop in my apartment. But when you're coming out of the crowd, just like the Hounds adjusts did, when you're powerbombing Roman through an announce table, just like the Shield did, that's storytelling at its best. Roman hits Seth in the back with a chair, just like Seth did to the Shield. Goots right off the bat. I loved it. But only if the Rumble could have kept up with this. Next up was Women's, which I, I liked a lot of the returns. Mickey's appearance. Ivory was solid. 
uh, the the Funkadactyl, I forget her name, but the the storyline with Naomi and I think her name was Cameron the with Sony Deville that'll play into a, a nice little feud there post uh, uh, post Rumble heading into Mania, but. I was not a fan of Ronda coming back and winning. Uh, goots for the returns, goots for the storylines coming out of it, but I didn't like, I, I don't know if Ronda, like Ronda comes back and people know that she's going to be a main eventer anyway, so what's the point of pushing her in the Rumble? You should have pushed one of your younger stars. I would have loved to see like Rhea Ripley or, or a Shayna Baszler, but instead we stale storylines. Anyway, so after the Women's Royal Rumble, Becky and Dewdrop were on, which... No goots. No one really had attention audience because the arena was like literally on fire. So I couldn't believe what I saw either. There wasn't a ton of intrigue. Becky tried to get the fans in it. Didn't really get into it. Becky ended up retaining. No goots. Five out of ten. Four out of ten match. Brock Bobby was goots right off the bat. Next, just really fun start to the next match in the Rumble. German suplexes. There was strength. Big men slapping meat. It was fun. Then we had a fluky finish. I don't like that Bobby won after like a disqualification, but I understand what they're pushing. Paul Heyman turn was a huge Goots move. I love seeing double turns. Goots to Bobby being champion again, and I just didn't like the flukiness of it. And no Goots to throwing Brock into a what feels like a title unification match in WrestleMania because he's going to win that elimination chamber with Brock. Uh, with Bobby and AJ Styles and Riddle. It feels like that that's Brock's to lose right now, and I don't like that. So no goots on that one. I'm going to give goots to Edge and Beth Phoenix against Miz and Maurice. I thought that was a fun little break. Maurice impressed. Beth powerbombed the Miz. It ended up with a double glance slam. It was cute. It was fun. A lot of fun spots. So a goots here. I didn't mind it. I didn't want to turn my TV off like I did the Becky and Dewdrop or the Men's Royal Rumble. Was that just awful? A whole, a whole lot of mid-card. Brock Lesnar, a man that already had a storyline built because of the earlier match, won. So no goots to that. Shane McMahon returned at number 28. We couldn't have had like Drew return at 28 and get a little crowd, louder crowd pop than 21. So no goots at Shane returning, but goots to my main man, Bad Bunny. Wow. Impressive. He hit a destroyer. He was going toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar. I really liked it. So, goots to Bad Bunny. But I'm really hammering the no goots on Lesnar winning. It sounded like Riddle was going to win and break up up RK-Bro for that title match at Mania. But, uh, no, we get Brock and Roman for the third time in five years. So, yeah, really hammering that no goots there. After the break, we're going to get into everyone's favorite Wednesday segments. Hump Day Hoopers and Hater Wednesday. A really, really fun Hater Wednesday where I get back into spoofing a little bit. All that after. Mike. Mike. Guess what day it is. Mike. Guess what day it is. It's Hump Day. Hump Day! And folks, it is time for Hump Day Hoopers. And last week we focused on the point guards a little bit, had our top point guards. A lot of love to CP3. I even got him in the round ball recap today. So I don't know, maybe we're becoming a CP show. But 
This week, we're going back to our traditional five highlight players that aren't really in the NBA news mill that much just because they're role guys or feel a little underrated or coming off an injury or even a fill in a void. I know my man Yurtsevin, shout out Yurtsevin, we're a Yurtsevin show. But, so guys that aren't in the news line too much, right now Gary Trent is not in the news line too much. And into Tuesday night's game against Miami, or excuse me, against the Hawks, Trent's point totals over the last four games, he had 31 on Monday, 33 on Saturday, 32 on last Wednesday, and 32 on last Tuesday. And over this four-game stretch, two steals a game and shooting 50% from three. That's 3 and D extraordinaire right there. Nobody else gets that term other than Gary Trent. Number two, we head out to Memphis. We have Desmond Bain. And I'm really thinking, can the Grizzlies really have two most improved player candidates and John Morant and Desmond Bain? And maybe... He's had, he had 34 in Monday night's game. He's averaged 18 points, shot for over 42% from three over the last 10. If he can keep this up, I know they're down Dylan Brooks. I know they're down DeAnthony Melton. Ja and Bain feel like the, the guard pairing of the future. I know you got Stephen Clay right now, Damon CJ, Kyrie and Harden, only on road games. But Desmond Bain and Ja Morant feel like they're next. Kind of give me a little bit of that vibe. For a while, I thought that was going to be Luka and... Jalen Brunson, excuse me, I couldn't remember Buddy's name, but Luca and Brunson, I thought, hey, those guys are young, they're gonna be good for a while, can play off one another. I thought they were gonna be next. Now, John Morant, Desmond Bain, the real deal, Holyfield out in Memphis. So shout out Desmond Bain, Hump Day Hooper, number two. Number three, we get wiggy with it. This is all star starter, Andrew Wiggins to you, pal. And I don't know if he's deserving. He's probably not deserving. Looking at it, you have Brandon Ingram as an option. And because the guards are so wonky, you couldn't have Steph, John, ja, Luca start together. Luca is an all-star starter over Andrew Wiggins. Luca, Doncic, Steph Curry, John ja Morant, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic. That's my five. But no, because we are still following these Binds that NBA calls positions that I have not seen on a court in years. Andrew Wiggins is an all-star starter. But here's what I'll say. Andrew Wiggins is also hump day hooper number three this week. This one he's a little more deserving of. He's averaging 17 points a game. He's close to 50% shooting over his last 10. He had 24 over the one against Brooklyn, 23 in their win against Houston. Maybe he's not an all-star starter. Maybe he is. Who knows? But he's a hump day hooper for sure. A lot of people talking about whether he was deserving or not in the all-star game. I, I think he's probably a bench guy. The Warriors definitely deserve two players. The Suns are going to get CP and Book. Probably Stephen Wiggins. Draymond hasn't played enough games, so that makes sense that Wiggins is going to be an all-star starter. It might be a little much, but hey, positions still exist in 2022 for whatever reason, and that's where I'm at. Number four, I have Anyaku, Anyaka Akongwu. Excuse me for butchering that. I'll be better. Anyaka Akongwu. That's going to be my next transition, but Akongwu is just a force to be reckoned with when it comes to paint defense. He's not making the huge statistical impact. He's not 15 points and 12 rebounds and three blocks. He's not defensive player of the year good. But what I'll tell you on Yeko Kongu is, is he's going to be a Giannis pain in the butt. 
baby. And Yaka Kanwu, remember, reminds me a lot of Bam out of Bio and that bubble. If you are the Bucks, you want to avoid the Hawks. The Hawks will be a pain in the butt with a Kanwu. A Kanwu is averaging one to two blocks over the Hawks, seven out of eight win streak here. His emergence is huge because Clint Capella has not been himself after Achilles surgery this year. So shout out on Yekka Akongwu. The Bucks pain in the butt. That's what I'm gonna that's because Giannis don't want to see any of that. We saw some of that when they matched up last week. Number five, I have Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know why I can't talk. Blah, 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 blah. Tyrese Halliburton is our fifth hump day hooper. The Kings are on an absolute brutal one streak. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's like eight or nine in a row. But I'll tell you this. Tyrese Halliburton is not contributing to that losing streak. He's trying to make this team win. Over the last 10, he's at 18 points, nine assists, four rebounds. And he's shooting 46% from the field. Just effective play. I don't know if he's playing to get out of there or playing like he wants to be there. I don't know. We saw Lonzo play to get out with the Lakers and Harden eat to get out with the Rockets. But it sounds like Halliburton is not happy or the Kings are not happy with Halliburton. A lot of trade rumors around that. Something to keep your eye on is he is a hump day hooper and a trade rumor hooper. So... Tyrese Halliburton, number five. Onyeka Okongwu, number four. Andrew Wiggins, that is all-star starter Andrew Wiggins to you, pal. Number three. Number two, Desmond Bain. And number one, Gary Trent Jr. So we've been showing love to a lot of the hump day hoopers. Well-deserving love, I should say. Wiggins, all-star starter. Maybe not too well-deserving of that, but a deserving all-star. I keep hitting on that, but... I'm an Andrew Wiggins believer. I've been since he was with Minnesota. Uh, Inside scoop is that when I was, when I believe he was getting drafted, I think it was 16, 16 or 17. He came in with Jabari and me and my pops, Ken, he's been on the show, and Rashad, who's my dad's business partner, we used to have huge discussions on who we thought was going to be a better player. So I'm going to continue hitting that Wiggins is an all-star starter, pal. All right. But anyway, we've been showing a lot of love to these guys. It's time to let the hate fuel your veins, baby. It's Hater Wednesday. And it's a new month. It's Groundhog Day, February 2nd. February is the month of love. We got Valentine's Day. It's just a very heart month. You know, when you're a kid, you had the Valentine's cards and every... Every calendar had hearts around the February word. It's just a love month. But we can find hate in it, folks, because it is Hater Wednesday. I'm hating on different things couples do in public or with each other. And number one, the biggest hate that I think we can all agree on I'm hating on a public display of affection, PDA. I don't want to see tongue in public. A peck is fine, but tongue and grabbing faces is way too much in a public setting. So, number one, PDA. Number two, I'm hating on matching outfits. It's not necessary not necessary to match shirts while you go out. You just kind of look tacky. Number three, I'm hating on the double date couple. And if you don't know the double date couple, you are the double date couple. But if you are alone... And your friends are trying to hook you up. Your friend and his girlfriend are trying to hook you up. Oh, we have this single friend for you you would love. Don't do it, man. They just are feeling bad for you. They feel It's their friend that you feel bad about. Or excuse me. 
you are the person they feel the guy feels bad about and the girl is the girl's friend that they feel bad about that was really confusing it should have been but shouldn't have been but i'm hating on the double date couple and if you aren't the double date couple you are if you don't know the double date couple you are the double date couple number four i'm hating on couples that reference their inside jokes in public it's just brutal nobody likes that I don't even like, like, if I was the boyfriend and my girlfriend, like, hey, remember that inside joke? Duh, 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 duh. I wouldn't even laugh. I'd be like, what are you doing? Anyway, number five, I'm hating on couples that put their hands in each other's butt pockets in public. This isn't the 80s or a Levi commercial. We don't need to see your hand on our peaches, buddy. Number six, I am hating on the social media love letters. A post here and there is fine. Show me what and how you guys are doing. I like seeing that. But giving me a clever caption. Don't be giving me like a sappy post that's you got to hit see more and read everything about. Nobody's going to care about that other than her. So don't do that. Hating on the social media love letters. Gee. And I hate them on the couple that just compare themselves to celebrity. Like people love telling me like, oh, he's so much like Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, he's drumming. He's got a he's got a rock album. He's gonna be platinum. Yeah, he's so much like Machine Gun Kelly. I see it too. No, do not tell me that you guys are Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. You guys are two college early twenties people that are fans of them. You are not them. So I'm hating on that couple. And the last thing. The last thing I'm hating on, I'm hating on the fact that I don't hate couples at all. Get out of here, folks. This isn't 10 things I hate about you, but I do hate the couples that try to recreate those movie scenes or or be like, oh my God, we should totally do that. And it's like the guy's buying a horse and carriage in the city of New York. No, don't be that couple. Just if you feel like it's obnoxious, don't do it if you are taken and listening But if you are single, I give full permission to just ask them why or ask them a question, what are they doing? If you see couples doing one of these eight things, please, I beg of you. Anyways, that rounds out this week's edition of Nothing But Airtime. I know we did ended the show on a little hate, but I'd love to see a little love from you guys. So be sure to subscribe, rate, comment on our show. Stay tuned. For next week's show, we'll get back to some of the classic tropes. Thank you guys for listening, and happy hump day.